Let's roll it, girls. of Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs. We're your rock and ride guys, Victory and Skylar, ready to take you on a pink hue journey through the Elvis's life and music. But hey, quick heads up, we're not experts, just Elvis-loving gals having a blast in the Pink Cadillac. Our info might have a funky beat, but it's all about the fun, not the perfection. Picture us dancing in the back seat, sharing Elvis tales, interviews, and good vibes. Join our sisterhood of fans, share your Elvis stories, and let's roll together. So buckle up, because with Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs, every journey is an adventure. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs. It is currently a beautiful fall Sunday morning. We're in the Um, middle of spooky season, the height. We are in the middle of spooky season, except it's not fall here. Not, but. No, I get it. I was just <laughs> in the mountains of Georgia, so my mind is still fall. Like I'm still repping our Elvis in the Pink Cadillacs hoodie. We love because it's so chilly. But Arizona is yeah, not giving fall yet for you, Sky. Um, it's getting cooler for sure, but then like it likes to go back up in temperature again, and I'm like, I don't know what we're doing. So I'm just, it's just in my dreams. It's fall. It's okay. That's fine. Just light a pumpkin spice candle, exactly. have your little PSL from Starbucks, and you're good to, well, sorry, two sips of your PSL from Starbucks. <laughs> Skylar does not finish coffee for the life of her. So, Uh-oh. okay. Is that your first sip of coffee or second? This is, is that like it? my third. Thank you. Oh, oh, we're breaking <laughs> records today. <laughs> we love it. Um, Well, guys, today we have Angie back on to discuss the new Graceland London exhibit that is literally going to happen like next weekend. I'm so excited for you guys. We got so many DMs of like all of y'all going. Like I didn't realize. Yeah. Sorry, my camera. How many people are like going to this event? That's crazy to me. I love that we have listeners all around the world. Exactly. And also like the UK people, y'all deserve this. Like you, you didn't get to have Elvis overseas. And um, we are going to ask Angie if there's a possibility that this exhibit is going to go elsewhere as well. Um, we did. Oh my god, my voice. Oh, hello. Where, where, hello? <laughs> okay, okay, let me preface this. It is 7.43 in the morning. We are on Angie's time. We so she Angie's is in time. London. We are serving the queen. It's 4 yeah. p.m. there for her. So we are up for my girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we did take your guys' fan questions. We have them down. We're going to ask her. And yeah, we're just excited. So let's get the show on the road. And we are. we have an email today. So let's do Cadillac Confessions. I'm so sorry, Victory. I did not give you a long transition at all. <laughs> she threw me under the bus. Again, I'm the music girl. So like if there is like a transition with anywhere within this episode, I'm over here like trying to press my ma- like my mouse to get it done. And she was like, Cadillac Confessions. And I was like, oh, cue the music. You did a great job. I will say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Guys, so we have an email from Adriana today. But before we read her email, we did want to say... Send us your emails, send us your Elvis stories um, at Elvis in the pink Cadillacs at gmail.com and make sure yes. to give us consent to be able to say it on the podcast. Um, 
if you do, emailed yeah. us and have not heard your email, that is because you never responded to us giving us consent to share yeah. it online. So we're yeah. just trying to respect y'all's privacy. And if you're like wondering where's my email, check your spam folder. I don't know. We might be hiding somewhere being like, mm-hmm. hey, we like your story. Can we share it? So yeah. let us know. But definitely send us some more. We love um, doing this segment on our show and we want to hear from you. So do. to start it off, is it either Adriana or Adriana? I'm so sorry. Um, she said, hi, Vicky. Hi. Wow. <laughs> hi, Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Vicky and Skylar oh with one God. L. Good morning. <laughs> hi, Victory and Skylar. First of all, love the podcast and love that there are people my age who love Elvis just as much as I do. I have been needing these people, those people who most definitely understand the love for Elvis. I was just at Graceland my first time and oh my God, I'm speechless. It is just so amazing and so angelic being there. I go to culinary school and I will be doing an internship at the Peabody Hotel and living in Memphis for a couple months and really close to Elvis and Graceland. That's so cool. I know. What a cool place to like do an internship. It's so cool. I don't know. You're probably doing your internship right now. Let us us know how it's going. Email us back. You can most certainly see me at Graceland every day. Anyway, hoping to maybe meet you guys possibly at Elvis Week 2024. Fingers crossed. You guys are amazing and keeping and keep doing what you're doing for our sweet boy, TCB Adriana. Oh, she shared her TikTok. Yes, she did. I should we? I don't know if we should put that on the. Maybe not. We'll we'll hold off. You didn't give us consent for that one. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all about consent. Um, it's all about we're making sure. But yeah. she did share us her TikTok, and I'm pretty sure we do follow her. But that, okay, first off, Memphis and Peabody, like living there. Hi, hello. The, you get to the be with Peabody the ducks. is so beautiful. Like, it's That's the hotel giving, with the ducks, right? Yes, with the duck okay. walk. Um, to me, it's giving, like, Home Alone at the Plaza, like the Plaza Hotel. Like, okay. so grand and, like, I was so thinking, beautiful. like, Eloise. I don't know yes, why. Yes, that like, too. Yes. Like, she, she's giving me Eloise vibes for sure. I actually want to say that the Eloise Hotel and the Plaza are the same thing, to be honest. Oh, I think I've, I've, I haven't I been to be either. Completely wrong, but it's in New York, and it for at the Peabody they like decorate it for Christmas, and it's just so grand and so beautiful. It like takes you back, kind of like to Elvis times. Oh. So that's so cool that she's doing an internship I there. I love that. I know, and just to casually be able to walk down to Graceland daily. Hi, hello. I wish. Oh my god, that's an eleven-hour drive for me. Also, okay, so we want to bring something up, you guys, about because she brought up Elvis week. We will be going to Graceland in January for Elvis's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it, hi, hello. Hi, hello. I am like, we haven't, the hotel is booked, but we haven't booked flights yet. Well, I guess I haven't booked a flight yet. I think it's going to be more real when I book a flight and I'll be like, we're going yeah. to birthday. Yeah. But that's right the now, plan. I'm driving, so we have a car, because I'm a little mm-hmm. bit closer than I think she is. It's, like, about a 10-hour drive for me, which is not bad. That's, like, mm-hmm. not terrible at all. I just did an eight-hour one from the top of Georgia. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, book your book your stays for Elvis's birthday. We would love to meet you guys and have, like, yeah. a little pink Cadillac meetup. Yeah, seriously. If a lot of you guys are going to the birthday, like, Victory and I can definitely, like, try to make something happen, doing, like, a little meetup somewhere, because we would – like she said, we would literally love to meet you guys. And we think I, I, people ask us all the time, like, we, I would love to meet you. And I truly think the easiest way to do that is going to be big Elvis events that happen at Graceland. Um, 
because that's where that's like our one common ground, you know, with everyone. We should make friendship bracelets too. Oh, like Taylor Swift. My God. I think we should do like Elvis we- ones. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that just came to my mind. No, that is genius. I'm not kidding. Okay, guys, if we make a meetup happen, like your requirement is to make a friendship bracelet and trade it with. <laughs> At least three, so you yeah. can trade with enough people. Okay, Stop. if anyone steals an idea, you know where it's first. Elvis I know, you Cadillac. heard this here first. Friendship bracelets, Elvis's birthday week, 2024. And that's on period. That's okay. on period. All right, cut off so, confessions. That's the tea. Out. <laughs> hope that is inserted into the podcast last time or two episodes ago it was not yeah if you noticed at all we were having audio issues i was like hello we just work with it we just work with it um but spencer's episode that was really cool like we we love spencer what a guy i enjoy talking to him that boy has so much information and so much energy like yeah seriously homie goes from like one subject to another and to another and i'm like whoa his transitions were amazing he's like a better interviewer than us i feel like he started interviewing us and we were like i don't even know how to answer it i was like i i know hi that's our job don't start (laughs) um we told you guys we would be better with this question and we really try we are trying to be better so victory what's your elvis fixation of the week trying to find the screenshot okay so mine is another photo since we all enjoyed my photo who shared that picture of the story of um where that photo was taken and all of us up on stage from the guest point of view oh my gosh I, your name was like abby or something i cannot re- i know what you're talking about because we yeah. shared it and i i'm mm-hmm. so sorry we forgot your name but i love that you shared that we love when you guys watch our episodes and share it like tag us and stuff like seriously like that means the world to us so please continue to do that we please will post do. it on our story um yeah (laughs) i'm just looking at this picture it's another photo that came up on my um page and he is in the blue swirl suit i just noticed that skylar so shout out to that suit yeah but um homie is crawling across the stage and looking at this girl like he is about to pounce on her like he has a microphone in one hand and he's on all fours and you just see him like staring up at her i will show it for those who are watching but um that's the photo can we take i just love that man so much look at him like that woman that's literally us like (laughs) come to me i just want to know like the the prefaces behind this photo and why he decided to get on all fours and crawl which is fine i'm not against it it's why it's my fixation but i want to know more than just the snapshot i know truly don't you wish that like we had good footage of like every single concert so we can just sit there and like the eras tour movie if we oh, had completely. Elvis in 4K like that at a concert, Christ. Dad, Christ. Dad, we're both going to go see it after this recording. Yeah. So we are pumped about it. We're that. excited. I'm wearing my I, my shirt I got at the tour today. So, so cute. It's a little Elvis Taylor moment today. Ah, Iconic. We are in our Eras tour, man. We are. Eras moment. We are. Well, Skylar, what's your fixation? Um, So my fixation is... I have, like, okay, I have two because one isn't even really an Elvis fixation, but I have to say because it's been in my head all week. So when we went to Mount Dora and we saw Cody perform, well, I saw Cody perform for the first time, he came on stage and we have this video of him singing Burning Love. And he does, like, this riff on the first line, and that specific riff has been in my head all week because I just love the way that he did it. 
like Cody is such an amazing singer like music to my ears like with the way that he sings but it's just so funny because it's not Elvis like I just have Cody's voice in my (laughs) can you sing it for us I would love to hear that riff that you're talking about it's like lord almighty I feel my temperature rising but he does it so much better than me like it's just like it flows so much and it's just like oh that was so smooth and so we need to like have an episode where Cody just comes on and just sings. I know, like a little sing along with Cody, day on <laughs> Truly, truly. And then my Elvis one. Um, I love finding photos and like seeing people post photos of Elvis with fans because you can tell how much he really loves us. Like he's always like in the middle of fans, like hugging them, kissing them. Like when he's signing stuff, like he pulls you in close. I just love that. Like you just don't get that with an artist anymore. You don't get mm-hmm. that with like any celebrity. And so I just love how from photos you can just see like the love like just he's all over them yeah like literally like embraces them i love that too yeah so heartwarming that's those are my fixations i love that yeah shout out to cody again i feel like we mentioned him every episode but um, i know what can you do it true you know i know say it i don't want to lie i know it's the truth like (laughs) i get it i get it like he's our friend so i mean hey another shout out to our boy (laughs) yeah um okay guys well we are going to welcome angie back on you guys know angie you love her she's the vp of archives at graceland she's the woman that makes makes it happen she's the reason that we see all of elvis's stuff on display love her a literal queen so welcome back angie to elvis and the pink cadillacs okay guys angie welcome back to elvis and the pink cadillacs I am so happy to be back. Um, thank you guys for inviting me all oh, the way from London. Yes. Different location this time. We were in Graceland <laughs> during Elvis week, and now we are in London. Those are two separate areas. <laughs> very separate. Very, very separate. But the cool connection is that the Elvis fans here are just as big as the Elvis fans are at Graceland. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so excited for the exhibit. Even the guys that are working on the project that have really no connection to Elvis, when the stuff starts rolling in, they're all like, oh my God, is that really his? You should have seen us trying to get the cars in the venue. It was hilarious. I have so many questions on how you've been transported those over. Those are not something you can pack on a carry-on like you did the guitar. Those are... I know. She's like a Ferrari on a plane, so... Oh, we we some people want to know about that actually so we're gonna ask you about that in a little bit but let's start off with like what is this exhibit like why london which we're so happy actually that it's going to london because a lot of overseas people don't get to like it's hard to come to memphis sometimes to see it really is and um you know london seems to be a central point that people can get to Mm-hmm. because we learned this back in 2015 when we did the exhibit that was at the O2 Arena. And we had so many people from around the European nation that came to London to see this exhibit because it's the closest thing that they're ever going to get to being at Graceland. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I met a lady the other night. I went to um, Dean Z and um, Ben Thompson were doing a tribute yes. show in Southampton. Yes. I went to the show as a surprise guest. <laughs> and this one lady came up to me and took her picture with me and said, can I touch your hand? Because you're the closest thing I'm ever going to get to Graceland. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, yes. Do you want to take a 
picture, I mean. You want a picture of my It's just, but it reminds you about how Elvis is so international, but not everyone can go to Memphis. Not exactly. everyone's going to get a chance to see these artifacts up close and personal or be able to experience what it feels like to walk through the front door of Graceland. And this is the closest thing that they're going to get to it. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting to bring Elvis back all these. Elvis was so successful at the O2. And it's really exciting to bring him back all these years later, literally in the central of London. Because if anyone knows anything about geographics in London, the O2 arena is out and you have to be going there for a purpose. But now Elvis is right at London Bridge, right in the center of London, literally wow. outside the venue. To the right is the Tower Bridge, and to the left is London Bridge. I mean, it's right in the middle of everything. The heart oh of it. So being able to bring Elvis back here is such an amazing opportunity. And I'm so excited to be able to present Elvis in the UK again. And we know that so many people are so excited. I remember when, like, you guys released that it was even happening. Like, everyone was freaking out on TikTok and Instagram. Like, oh, my God. I get to go see like I get to see Elvis because like you said like it's it's a far travel from Memphis yeah. to London and anywhere else that's outside of the U.S. and it's hard to get to Memphis in the U.S. <laughs> realistically yeah. 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 So, it's so fun to be able to bring Elvis to people who will never have a chance to come see Graceland exactly. and it's part of my purpose here is to make them feel as if they've been to Graceland Mm -hmm. So to make sure that all the key elements are here, all the touch points are here. So you feel as if you know who Elvis is personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And the really cool thing about this exhibit is I actually worked with Baz and his team and we were able to bring costumes from the Elvis movie here to be Amazing. part of the legacy part of the exhibit. Guys. You and Baz are doing the Lord's work together, <laughs> like together, the dream team. We were unpacking and dressing mannequins. And um, one of the outfits that's here was not part of the Graceland exhibit. And this is the first place it's being exhibited is Austin's black leather suit. Oh, hi, hello. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I took a picture of it surrounded by Elvis mannequins and I sent it to him. And I'm like, here's your black leather suit. Oh, surrounded by some other guy's outfits. And he was like, oh, my God, this is so unbelievable. Yeah. Oh. So people are going to be so excited about that. Let's really. Yeah. So happy. Hey, I was excited about it. I was just a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the one touching it and dressing I it. Like. Yeah. No, but it's so cool to be able to, because the way the exhibit flows Normally, our exhibits go in the timeline. So it's Elvis was mm -hmm. born in Tupelo. He did all these things, and he passed away at Graceland, and then this is his legacy. But this exhibit, I curated in a different way. So instead of going through the typical timeline, it's more by themes. So when you okay. go into one room, it's like Elvis the performers, everything from his 50s performance all the way through Aloha. So in this Amazing. one space, you can see the evolution of who Elvis was. And then there's another space that is dedicated strictly to Elvis the man. So it's all his army and Graceland and his being born in Tupelo and buying Graceland. So you really get the full story in one of the spaces. And then the last space is his legacy. And of course, that's where Austin's outfits are. And so you really kind of get, you get this whole story 
And then we have an immersive concert experience, which we haven't debuted at Graceland yet. So mm -hmm. it might be coming next year. Oh, so, you know, okay. but it, you get an immersive concert experience here. And then you go into this legacy section where it's like, that's not the end of it. This is what has happened since then. I love and that. And that's where Austin is. And the Such movie. Such a special and touch. We're actually covering uh, Cirque and Lilo and Stitch and Graceland opening <gasps> for tours. And all the touch points that have happened since I was passing that keeps them still relevant today. That's I so love special. that you added Lilo and Stitch. I just <clears throat> met the Elvis Stitch in the park like last month. So I was like fangirling over him. <laughs> the funny thing is I actually got one of the stitches that were released in 2002 that talks. And I'm like, I want to keep this for myself. Oh, yes, my as God. you should. <laughs> it's amazing. So it's safe to say this exhibit is no small exhibit. Like there's going to be a ton. Awesome. I there's that's over 600 items. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. huge. So it's a massive exhibit um, to be able to bring overseas. Um, and it's no easy task getting it here and making sure everything arrives safely. As you can imagine, there's a lot of stress that goes on with that. But it's exciting because next week, I think it's on Tuesday, I'm going to be on the British equivalent of Good Morning America with Elvis's stuff. Okay. I'm we like, see can you. I stream that to the I US. Know. Like, what? Great Morning Britain or Good Morning Britain. Great Morning Britain. Yeah. But I'm going to be on the number one AM you know, show mm. to promote Elvis being back in London. That's so cool. Wow. Congratulations for you, yeah. Angie. That's huge. Yeah. Look at you. I'm, it's an <laughs> early morning for me, but I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like anything for Good Morning Britain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so will the exhibit affect anything that people get to see at Graceland? That's really the unique question because mm -hmm. we have so many things in the archives that realistically three-fourths of this exhibit came from storage. Okay. It was wow. not on display at Graceland at the time when we moved it here. Mm -hmm. There's a few pieces that came over here for the exhibit for a short term, including the Golame suit. Mm -hmm. We placed it with a really cool 50 sweater that no one really gets a chance to see. Um, so anything we took off display, we kind of replaced it with something that was cooler from the collection. That yeah. Rarely gets a chance to be seen. Because, you know, the Golame suit's on display or, mm -hmm. you know, the MG's on display or things like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, this will not affect anyone's experience at Graceland at all. Amazing. And that's what's so great about our collection is that we can do these massive exhibits multiple places at the same time. And at Graceland's not missing a beat. That's so cool, though, because it's like putting something on display that doesn't really get to be out in the open often. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so special. Like... I hope so. If you go to Graceland and you see what Angie's talking about, you better take a photo and post it somewhere. It's only going to be on time on display for a short period of time until the Golden suit comes back. So, yeah. Love that. Um, is there anything in the exhibit that hasn't been out before? There are. Um, part of the exhibit that we're doing is we're doing a little um, section about Colonel Parker. Okay. Um, again, trying to not necessarily play off the movie, but tell more about that relationship and the performer. Because of course the big question is, would there ever been an Elvis without Colonel Parker? Mm -hmm. You know, Elvis was hugely talented and he obviously was making waves, but Colonel got him there faster. 
than if he was doing it on his own. And so kind of telling that story, especially in the beginning. Um, so we do have some pieces from, we have like Colonel's cane and one of his hats and his Grammy nominations and a few pieces like that that haven't been on display at Graceland before that were put in the exhibit. Um, we also have a whole exhibit dedicated to Elvis and his passion, which wow. I really I want. I have a major exhibit idea to do at Graceland to blow out a fashion exhibit because there's so much to display and to talk about. Um, and so I get to do a little bit of that over here. And I'm hoping to eventually bring that to Graceland again um, next year. There's obviously lots of new exhibits coming next year. And so I'm really excited about that opportunity. But bringing, being able to display Elvis's fashion here is a really cool aspect to Elvis, who he was as a person, and kind of telling that story. Yeah, because it's not only the jumpsuits, you know, it's like oh, his yeah. everyday streetwear was just always so on point, like even in the 50s too, like before the jumpsuits, like it, he oh, yeah. just was so stylish. So I love that you're like wanting to show off more of his clothing. That's not just like the jump because that I mean, that jumpsuit display at Graceland is just probably well, the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you might be doing a mini version of that over here. That's that going to be so special. So, <laughs> That's going to be so special for them. Yeah. I wanted, this is like not on the topic, but I wanted to ask you, since you're bringing the Colonel Parker stuff out, did you ever get a chance to meet Colonel Parker? I never did. Um, okay. So I was five when Elvis passed away. And when I started working at Graceland was 1989. And Colonel was there in the early 80s. He visited okay. Graceland. By the time I got there, he wasn't visiting anymore. He was okay. calling Jack all the time because Jack tells me all the stories about him calling. Once Colonel Parker realized we had a toll-free number, oh gosh, he was calling <laughs> Jack all the time. Um, but I never had the opportunity to, I met his, his wife, Luann, okay. um, but I never had an opportunity to meet him. Okay. That was just a question that popped up in my head that I wanted to ask you. Cause I feel like you were like right on the cuff of possibly meeting him, but like, I yeah. wasn't sure. Yeah. I would have loved to have met him because he's, he's really this mystery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's good out there about him. There's bad out there about him. And when you go through the collection, you can kind of see both sides. Yeah. It's like one of the letters that we came across, um, in the collection is a letter when Elvis was doing the movies in the mid sixties mm -hmm. and it was from Colonel Parker to Hal Wallace. And it talks about, I cannot take these scripts to my client anymore. I need better scripts. Yeah. That's it's shocking huge. because that's something that isn't out there. You yeah. know, what's out there is that Colonel made Elvis do all these bad movies or subpar movies, you know, but yeah. the wow. of it, Colonel was really fighting to get better scripts for Elvis at the time this is around yeah. 1966 67. Um, I had no idea about that that's yeah. wild so it's a really unique ex it's a unique way to look at the collection when you see all the colonel stories and what's going on during Elvis's career mm -hmm. and yeah you could see where he might have taken advantage sometimes you know but we also have which I love from 1955 we have all of these letters to basically anybody colonel had in his Rolodex talking about his new boy you got to hear my new boy. You got to hear this guy. And it's so amazing how he was out there really pounding the pavement to get Elvis heard. And it's like, this is a guy you can respect. He did the hard yeah. work, you know. And then there's other things that are kind of questionable as always. But 
I mean, again, the bigger question is, would there ever been an Elvis in the time frame with that we know Elvis if there wasn't a Pearl Parker? That's very true. It's a valid question. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. Though. Thank you for sharing that. That was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, still in shock. Sorry. <laughs> are you really? <laughs> You're like... That- well, that's such a vital so piece. That's just a vital piece of information that no one knows about. Because when you think no. about his movies, everyone's like, oh, Colonel was just putting him in these movies. He's doing three movies a year. and He's overworking. Like, that's huge. Like, to yeah. know. Like, I don't know. I just, it's so cool talking to you, Angie. I just feel like I learned something new from you every time we talk. So, just And it just shows, like, the facts that we know. Like, the other day I met some people and we were, t- I was doing an interview for a uh, uh, newspaper here and they're like you're literally an Elvis encyclopedia I can ask you anything on any subject and you can tell me something about it yes, and I'm like, yes I can I love it <laughs> it's like Google we need a hey Angie can you yeah, tell me oh, this <laughs> oh I know <laughs> it's like a hey Siri but hey Angie can you tell yeah. me this and this mm-hmm and also my phone dings. It's like, really? Okay, here so we go again. So how hard... <laughs> <laughs> well, so moving everything to London and like that's such a lengthy process. How hard was it to transport all the items to like a different country? So this transport started literally before Elvis week. So anything oh that was large, like the cars, yeah. the mannequins, all our display, extra display pieces, mm-hmm. all go by boat, which takes at least four weeks from the time it leaves Savannah to the time it gets to London. So we have to back up shipping. To We literally loaded those containers right before Elvis week. Oh, my gosh. Were you stressed? Like oh, between Elvis awesome. week and that? Oh, especially during hurricane season, I am always stressed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Best invention ever are the Apple AirTags. They are absolutely amazing. So anytime we ship Elvis, he now has an AirTag in him. So at any point in time, I can track exactly where they are. <laughs> Smart. Play when we ship stuff to Australia, because we um, last year we did ex- an exhibit in Bendigo, and everything arrived in Sydney, but one small crate got lost at the airport. And I'm like, and the shipper calls me. She goes, we have four of your crates. We're looking for the fifth one. And immediately I was able to pull up the air tag and go, here it is. And they found it right away. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You can lose my luggage, but you can't lose Elvis. Exactly. 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 Because exactly. yeah. that's irreplaceable. It, yeah. It's smart. So the all of the big things go by boats. Anything else goes by air. So literally, it leaves Memphis, and the same day it leaves Memphis, I leave Memphis. I land in London, and it lands right after I do. And then okay. we go, and we meet it at Customs. We get it through Customs. It goes to fine art safe storage here until it's ready to be set to the venue. Wow. I would be on edge the entire flight. <laughs> I, I don't think I could sleep. Um... <laughs> Did you have to bring anything with you on the plane this time? Not this time. Okay. I've had in the past. Yeah. Bring Elvis on the plane. Elvis gets a first class plane ticket, which is amazing. <laughs> and um, actually, the last time I traveled with Elvis by plane, I was going to um, Bendigo, Australia, and I had his guitar. And I got on the plane, and of course, the stewardess immediately go, this isn't going to fit anywhere, and blah, blah, blah. So I took one guy aside. I said, by the way, this is Elvis's guitar. 
Pia literally was like, excuse me, hold on. We got to find a place for this. And then he put it right above me. And he told me, he goes, go ahead and go to sleep. I promise you, I've got it. I'll watch it. No one's going to get into it for you. I'm like, you have a I whole mean, army behind you, no matter where you go. Basically, Elvis actually flew behind a pilot in one flight. Yeah. We were on one of the small jets, and the flight attendant was like, there's no room for him. And I explained to her who, what it was, and the pilot overheard it, and he goes, well, he could sit right behind me. So, he he sat, so the guitar was in the cockpit right behind him. I love yeah. that. I, I, gave him an, I gave him an Elvis bobblehead for that. I'm like, here, oh. Elvis will always be with you. <laughs> I hope he stays at the front of the plane every time, too. Yes. I feel like he was, like, blessed. Like, Elvis was, like, blessing that flight, you know? Like, Elvis was, like, watching over the plane. Well, we, me and Alicia just took Elvis to Canada. And we travel really incognito. I had the Golame suit with me in a regular carry-on. She, she had the 56 Gibson and a guitar pack on her back. So you knew it was a guitar. So we get to our gate and there's some guys standing in front of us and they have long hair. You know, they obviously are with the band and their group keeps getting bigger and we kind of keep stepping back. And one of the guys look at us and go, what kind of guitar is that? And we're like, it's a 56 Gibson. And they're like, oh, really? How much? And I looked at him. I said, you can't afford it. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I'm like, it's who it belongs to. You can't afford it. And he goes, but we're a... Uh, and I'm like, well, who are you? And it ended up being Collective Soul. And they were really cool guys. But we told them, it's like, well, we're from Graceland and this is Elvis's guitar. And they had just played the soundstage. So like, we were there with it. So they took pictures with us and everything. And me and Alicia were documenting our flight on the way to Canada. And so we got on the plane and we start doing our little thing. It's like, we're here on the plane. Elvis is safe, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we met some new friends because the guys from Collective Soul were like, we want to be on film, tape us. <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, those are our new friends from Collective Soul. They're here watching Elvis for us as we're going over to Canada. Oh, <laughs> I love how Elvis just friends. travels everywhere. Like yeah. he's just, he's still traveling. Like, Of course. He is. <laughs> yep. He really is. It's it's a, quite an, a, you know, a depending on where he's going and what he's doing, it's kind of a feat to get him there, but he always ends up arriving on time. <laughs> I love that. Now, with so many things going overseas to London, how did you pick out each item and what you wanted to display? So it's kind of like every exhibit I do. We start with the story okay. and then we go through what do we have that can tell the story? And then it's like, what do we have that either is not on display now or could be taken off display and not missed? And that's kind of how the artifact list grew. Um, again, there were key pieces. I mean, the biggest key piece that's part of this exhibit, which is huge for the UK, is the Golame suits here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they wanted the black leather suit, but I just did that huge 68 exhibit. And I'm like, yeah. I can't really take the black leather suit off display from it. So... Their um, alternate for that is getting Austin's black leather suit. Just exactly. as good. Even better. I mean, like, Austin. No, I mean, not even better, but like just as no. good. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, so it really goes like I'm doing any exhibit. It's kind of like what artifacts do I have to tell the story and what best represents the story? And that's how the list gets made. That's like so cool because I feel like when you go, you 
are so overwhelmed by just seeing Elvis's stuff. Like you don't think about like, oh, this exhibit has a story and there's a reason that this stuff is in this exact place. So mm-hmm. I love that you guys kind of start out with like a, just like a storyboarding type thing. Like, okay, like where can we go with it? Like just makes it so much more special. It's funny because when I started at Graceland, I started as a tour guide. And so every day I was influencing our guest experience by my presentation of the story. And then when we went to an audio tour in 95, it's right around the time I moved to archives. And at that point I was like, hmm, where do I fit? How can I still influence the guest experience, but I want to do something else. (laughs) And we were cataloging stuff and I can remember distinctly um, this one box we pulled out and there was this suede vest. And I'm sitting at the computer typing in all the details about the vest, the size, the trimming, everything like that. And I looked at it and I said, oh, that's the vest from the movie Charo. And the people that were cataloging with me had no idea. And they were like, are you sure? And so I immediately pulled up photos. I'm like, you can still see the sweat stains on it. And things kind of clicked at that point for me that I can still affect the guest experiences by telling the story behind these pieces that we're cataloging in the archives that are in storage that, you know, someone who doesn't know the story of vest, a vest is a vest. But mm-hmm. for me, it's like, this is the vest from the movie Charo from 1968, but Elvis filmed in Arizona and, you know, all these stories behind it. Yeah. It's kind of funny. That's the first thing I actually kind of identified was that vest. And then later on, obviously I've gone to be able to put stories together for lots of pieces. I love that. Just art about behind it. It's not just like, okay, here's a bunch of stuff. Like, look at it. There's like a whole rhythm behind it and like Mm -hmm. beauty of the storyline. That's amazing, Angie. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I kind of found my niche kind of in this whole Elvis world was being able to preserve and protect the collection the way it needs to be preserved and protected, but also being able to display it and use it in a way that it has these touch points with people and it tells the story that needs to be told. The fact that also you're just like taking stuff out of a box and you're like, oh, okay, like what's, okay, yeah, that's from this. (laughs) It is funny because the other thing that I discovered was the Nixon jacket, which actually was worn in the 68 special. That was another outfit that I put together right away when I first went to archives. It's like, oh, I recognize that. And yeah. That's that's one of them. So that's kind of it's cool. You've like you've left your footprint on Graceland. Like it it would be totally different if you weren't there. So we appreciate you a lot. (laughs) We do. We do appreciate you, Angie. I appreciate Graceland. (laughs) So looping back around to the exhibit again, how long um, is the exhibit open for? So we open this coming Friday. Oh my gosh, we got four days. Five days, basically. VIP night is Thursday night. So we oh. have to be ready by then. Um, and I'll probably be painting a wall or putting text panels in right before the VIP thing starts, which is not unusual. Um, but yeah, so, and it's going to be open right now through mid-August. Okay. I mean, mid-April, sorry, mid-April. That's a long time. Um, yeah, so it's going to be here for a good five months. Be through here through the holidays and through right now, I think April 14th right now is reshooting for the last day, but that could always be extended. Yeah. That's, Are you going to be over yeah. there the whole time? Huh? Will you be over there in London for the whole time? No, I actually go home okay. on the 21st and I won't be back until it closes. Okay. So. 
when we had the exhibit at the O2, it was open for a year. So we were back every three months because we were swapping out a big piece. It's like we opened and we had the American Eagle jumpsuit and then we swapped it out for black leather and then we swapped it out for gold. Yeah. And then we actually brought the pink Cadillac over here for three months, which was quite amazing. Oh my um, God. Well, what was amazing about it at the O2 is that the display area was actually on the third story. So to get the Cadillac up there, we had to hoist it in the air and through a window, basically. What? At the O2. I can't even, like, I'm trying to picture that right now. And I'm like, no, oh. You don't picture it. It's very devastating. Oh, very, very the pink Cadillac in the air. Like, I'd be so scared. So scared. It was very scary. And the funny thing is, the other night, um, I went to the O2. I haven't been back there in a while. And of course, as soon as I get there, it's like, oh my God, old stomping grounds, been here forever. And I went to go see Five Seconds of Summer with my daughter. Yes. Um, and at the end of the show, we went back to the family and friends area and was hanging out with them. And when we exited, I looked up, I'm like, oh, there's the hole in the wall. I know where I'm at. That's where the Cadillac went through. <laughs> I would just love to, like, take a peek inside your brain, Angie, because I feel like you have so many, like, just cool little st- Oh, she does. <laughs> Completely. Have a few. <laughs> just a few. Just go, okay, it happened and we're done. And other yeah. things, like, how cool is it to be able to do, do these type of things? <gasps> It just this is so freaking cool. Um, do you guys plan to take the exhibit anywhere else at all, or is it just like mainly London at the moment? The unique thing about our traveling exhibits is we've been very selective when mm-hmm. we do them and how we do them. I mean, over the past 10, 15 years, we've done London, we did Australia, we've done one in Brazil. But it's not like a traditional traveling exhibit that it's going from one place to another back to back. Mm-hmm. And the unique thing about it is we're able to curate it for that location. So like when it was in Australia, I was able to do a whole section about Elvis and his Australian fans, gifts they sent him or requests from Australia, you know, and same here with the UK. I'm able to kind of curate part of it to be like a touch point with the people that are here. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes our exhibits different than a traditional traveling exhibit that you can see in any major city. Um, we do have some options of taking this exhibit to other places in Europe, but it won't be until later next year. And again, it won't be the exact exhibit because we'll curate it specially for that place. Which is so cool too, because it's like, it just means so much more when you can picture Elvis. Like, I mean, like Elvis didn't go overseas except Germany, but like, picturing him like how does Elvis relate to my hometown and like Mm -hmm. that's so cool like just thinking of like all the fan stuff from the UK and like oh that's so awesome so guys if you're listening get to London (laughs) like get to London (laughs) and if Elvis comes to your hometown it doesn't necessarily mean it's the exact same exhibit you saw before because this exhibit is basically different than the one we did before over three-fourths the items that are on display here for this exhibit were not part of the O2 exhibit. Wow. So they've never been here. A lot of them have never been displayed outside the gates of Graceland. Um, so it's kind of, again, a unique t- twist on the Elvis exhibition. Looks Get like we're going to London. to London. Next no. Cadillac <laughs> trip, let's go. <laughs> How are we going to get to London? <laughs> um. Uh, so is there like a VIP experience for this exhibit at all? Because I know in Graceland, yeah. Okay, that's cool. 
So we do have a white glove experience okay. that is going to be uh, hosted by one of the tour guides that I'm training this week. Um, and as part of the exhibit, there is a kind of white glove where you get to interact with some artifacts. And the two items that I've chosen for them to interact with are in the Vegas section. And it's the gold felt from the International and the gold microphone from 1969. Bye. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. We're going. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> we'll see you soon, Angie. Um... Gold belt you can hold. And here's. <laughs> microphone he used in 1969 if you want to hold it yeah so if you want to really cool pieces that they're going to be able to interact with here immerse the way that we're doing the exhibit here unlike at Graceland you know we take you to the archives mm -hmm. obviously in the exhibit hall there's you can't do much about that so the items are on exhibit for everyone to see but when the white glove comes through they have the guy the guide has the key can open up the case and so you'll be able to actually in the exhibit hall with all of the jumpsuits and the performances going to be able to hold these items. That is so <laughs> freaking cool. Cause it's like going to Graceland when you get UVIP, like not only mm -hmm. are you experiencing everything, but you're like, Oh, I get to hold something of Elvis's at the end of this. And like the fun part is if you, if you haven't seen pictures of like what's on display at that time, you may not know what you're going to get to hold. Exactly. And I keep popping it up at Graceland, so. <laughs> I'm always, like, looking, like, when I see people go, I'm like, I wonder what's on display right now. Like, have they switched it? <laughs> well, this past Elvis week, it was the key to the city of Tupelo. The yes. That's what everyone got hold for Elvis week. I love that. Is that still the item right now? No, it's here in London. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. So, it's something different in Memphis right now. But, yeah, but we kind of keep that exhibit updated because mm -hmm. we have a lot of return visitors who yes. want to do something different yes um but then we also have first-time visitors and we want to make it as cool as it is for them as it is for people who have been there before so yeah a thousand percent so well for them we are going to conclude this little london section and mm -hmm. we want to talk about christmas for two seconds is that oh my okay gosh. i'm <laughs> so excited going back to memphis to decorate graceland for christmas I mean, it's crazy, is it not? Like, how are we, first of all, how are we already at I, the holidays? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's one. I can't believe we're about to be in 2024, first off. Just, like, that's wild to me. I feel like 2023 just started. <laughs> I know. We're already into 2020. Well, this year, we actually are decorating a little bit early because we have the television special. The television special? Which is yes. so exciting. Please and tell us about that. Like, we want to hear... I can't tell you more than oh, what you've already read. It's fine. We tried. Is <laughs> that what I do know? It's going to be amazing, okay. and the people that are involved all have Elvis touch points, and when amazing. you see them, you're going to immediately get it. And they are just excited as to be at Gracelet at Christmas time as we are. Um, yeah. So yeah. So it's really fun that this is about to happen, and it's good. I mean, literally, they're going to turn on the lights at Rockefeller Center, then they're going live to Graceland. I mean, wow! That is, like, that is um, wild. That that's it's amazing. Crazy. It's just it's so exciting. So did, so. Exciting. Can you say where it's going to be streamed? Like, is it on? Okay. A 
Okay, NBC. Okay. Okay. On NBC. So oh. I'm assuming you'll be able to stream it on Peacock and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just got so. goosebumps because so first off, Christmas and thing they have in New York, which is right after Thanksgiving when they turn on the Christmas lights. Yes. yes. After that, they're going to go live to Graceland. Oh my god! Literally. Like, it's it's and Riley's the producer of this. Yeah, okay. she is. Mm-hmm. I was texting with her the other day about it. So yeah. Is oh, very good for I love that. That's yeah. so exciting. So, oh my gosh. It's really well, exciting. I've... But it means we have to decorate a little bit earlier. So if you come to Graceland or oh, October, it's well, a bit like Christmas. What a burden that is yeah. to decorate for Christmas early. <laughs> How awful. Oh yeah, which Christmas at Graceland is just so special in general. Not only because like it was Elvis's favorite holiday, but it's just like the it, the re- I love the red in the house with like it's just so beautiful and all of his like original decorations like it's just so it just makes you feel like in the holiday spirit so it's so funny because Graceland has kind of these two times a year mm-hmm. you know nine months out of the year it's the blue and the white that you see the traditional Graceland represented yeah and then all of a sudden it's like we shake everything up and we have Christmas and it's red and we got poinsettias and there's greenery and it just has a whole different vibe about it. Yes. It has, it's just so festive and being able to actually do like Christmas tours at Graceland, which are so unique from regular tours. Um, it's so much fun. And it's funny because when we're decorating, literally I go into the mansion first and I turn on and I pipe music through the house. Elvis's Christmas albums. So oh yeah! Everyone who's decorating—that's what we're listening to as Elvis's Christmas music as we're decorating. That's so sweet. I'm just like—I'm just I thinking know. about that. I'm like visualizing that. I'm like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> well, and it's kind of like probably when you decorate your house and there's lights over here and things strung over here and things all over the place, and it's magic. Within two hours, everything is like, okay, we're done. It's all put together. We're ready to I'm go. Sure it's just- it's such a fun process too though like it's just something it to really look is. forward to every year yeah mm-hmm. that's so exciting it really so- is everyone loves decorating for christmas i have so many volunteers that want to help from my staff and our tour operation staff and of course we let everyone participate because the more people that participate in it the more it means to them mm-hmm. you know but then the, our first stop is the basement pull everything out of jerry's room to get everything upstairs, all of our boxes and everything, and then everything just starts going up. And within a couple hours, it's Christmas at Graceland. How cool is that? You get to volunteer. I would literally, I if I, Angie, if I worked there, I'd be the first one with my hand up. Be like, pick me. Don't okay. be there. <laughs> For sure. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. It really is a lot of fun to decorate for Graceland to decorate Graceland at Christmas time. It's so, it's such a unique experience and it's such a special time. And then um, obviously we offer special tours for the Christmas season. And that really brings Graceland back to when I started as a tour guide. So if you do the afternoon Christmas tours, we have the guides in the house telling you not only the information about Graceland when it was built and when Elvis purchased it, but we're like, Oh, by the way, Elvis in this room would open up Christmas presents. And this is where this happened. And this is where that happened. And so every room has a Christmas twist to the story. Mm-hmm. So you get to hear something that you might not have known before um, about Elvis at the holidays. And so it really makes it a really unique experience. Plus, we all wear Santa hats. 
You all dress no, custom. We, we all take out for the tours. I I do want to clarify. So if if someone's going on a tour during this mm-hmm. Christmas time, if they pick the regular tour, like versus yes. the Christmas tour, they are going to get a different tour. Yes, they are. So the okay. regular tour is your typical iPad tour mm-hmm. that you get with John Stamos. If you pick the Christmas tour, you have live tour guides through the mansion itself. And then you pick up the iPad tour in the back of the house. Okay. But when you're in the house, you'll hear Christmas music playing and you'll have a tour guide telling you not only about where you're at, but by what, why it's so important at Christmas time and a story mm-hmm. about Elvis giving McDonald's gift certificates in the dining room or Lisa riding her <laughs> bicycle around the table, you know, things like that. Yeah. They get a little insight of what it was like there at the holidays. And this is at more at night too, right? Like it's darker yeah. when you guys do these? Okay. So the afternoon Christmas tours go two to four. Okay. And then there's an evening UVIP Christmas tour, which not only do you get a guided tour through the entire property, like a regular UVIP tour, and you get all the Christmas stories, but you also get a special photo opportunity holding something of Elvis's in the mansion that's Christmas related. Oh, that's so exciting. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, you know that famous mafia picture in the living room? They're all holding their police badges. Yes. Yeah. Last year, that's what it was. You were able to hold Elvis's police badge with the drapes behind you in the living room. There's Hello. nothing more fun than recreating an Elvis photo, too. Like, no. Exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for that clarification, because I know people do like they get they ask and get I've gotten asked before, too. And when I went, I did the regular UVIP tour because I wanted to experience that first before I did a Christmas one. And so I think, guys, I hope that explains the whole Christmas thing. I recommend that you go at night and do the Christmas tour, though, because. Well, not only do if you do the one at night, the UVIP tour, do you get the special photo op in the house? But afterwards, you get to go around the driveway on a Christmas sleigh slash shuttle uh, where we get up close and personal with the lawn ornaments. So you get a chance to get some photo ops that aren't available during the day of Graceland at night at Christmas time with all the lights lit up. That's beautiful. And you get hot chocolate. (laughs) Oh, even better. And it's cold. Something we don't get in Arizona and Florida. So... I will say that the hot chocolate is very good at Graceland because I had it at the guest house and it was delicious. So. What's a Christmas store without hot chocolate? So you get hot chocolate at the end of it. But it really is really cool. I mean, again, just being up there at night with the Christmas lights on gives you a whole different sense of what Graceland's about. Yeah. So special. Is Graceland doing anything different this year with their Christmas tour than in the previous years? Um, the item that the UVIPs hold will be different. Um, besides that, the Christmas tours are, I mean, you know what? It's kind of like you take a UVIP tour. They're mm-hmm. each unique because it depends on the guest yeah, and the tour guide and what the experience is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But just being up there at Christmas time is just amazing. If you're doing it in the er- late early afternoon or in the evening and at night, there's no telling what your tour is going to consist of because it's all a vibe about being up there and the questions that are asked. And, you know, all the guides are very uh, familiar with lots of stories and it's kind of hard to convey them all at the same time. You'd be up there for hours. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, I can tell you this story this time. And the next time you go, I'll tell you a whole nother story because, oh "Oh, yeah, I told that last time, but this time, let me tell you this story because there's so much. Yeah. Um, So it's, 
yeah, it's such a special time of year and we only get to do it for two months. Basically it's November, December. It's not, well, it's not even a month, a little bit over a month. We get to do Christmas tours. What are so. the exact dates that it starts and ends? Um, Christmas tours start the night of our lighting, which is the okay. 16th of November, I think this year. And they run through the 23rd of December. And then we will do some during Elvis's birthday weekend in January for people who haven't had a chance to get there. That's so, so excited. I know. It's, it's crazy because I remember like watching the lighting last year and I'm like, how are we already here again? <laughs> I know. <laughs> the funny thing is I can remember when I first was a tour guide, literally we'd be working during the day and then at night we'd go walk down the driveway. It's like, oh, the lights are on. So it wasn't really a big lighting thing. Yeah. Um, oh. There was a couple of years where Angelta went by a tree and pretend to pull a broomstick down, which turn on the lights. <laughs> Those the illusion. Yeah. But yeah, but it was, it's, so it's kind of fun to see how the Christmas lightings have, have evolved. Yeah. And how they've become this institution. In yeah. Memphis. Which I think yeah. is cool too, because it makes it more exciting. And then like you pull a lever and you're like, oh, the lights are on. And like, yeah. everyone's <laughs> like, <"Whoa." laughs> And this year we're opening the new UNESCO museum and experience with the department 56, with the Christmas villages, with the Graceland yes. Christmas village, which that's all going to be exciting and new this year. Yes. I was actually going to ask about that. Can you explain what that is a little bit more? I saw it on Instagram and I was like, what's yes. this? So UNESCO is a parent company for several artists and brands, including department 56 that create these Christmas collectibles. Okay. Yes. Christmas villages that people collect and put in their home. The first one I had was the Graceland one that we did years ago. Mm -hmm. And we're actually introducing a new Graceland one this year. Yeah, That's exciting. But to be able to, we're creating the Department 56 gallery and museum, which is really going to be a look at their history behind these villages and these houses and how they came to be and how the artists were influenced by them and how they tell different stories, which is similar to what we do at Graceland with Elvis. Mm -hmm. So it's really a really cool connection. And the fact that, you know, Department 56 has an Elvis village and obviously we have Graceland, it really kind of makes sense. Yeah. So it's a really great opportunity to celebrate more Christmas at Graceland. Yes. Will you, do you know if you'll be able to buy the new like collectible online at all? Um, yes, you'll be able to buy them online as well as at Graceland. Okay, cool. Because I know people I are going to want that. I know. Yeah. That I have a Christmas yeah. village, so that will be added to my collection. Yeah, you got to add it, Victory. It needs to be I need to. Center. I know. <laughs> it's the White House of my village. Right so, there. That's a lot of fun. And that's, that's also another element this year that's going to be different than last year is that we're unveiling this new museum and gallery and all of that kind of stuff, which is something Elvis would have loved. Yes. Obviously, Christmas, he loved the holidays, but all these little Christmas villages are just something Elvis would have totally loved. You are making me more excited for my Christmas visit this year. <laughs> I'm like getting pumped now. I'm over here like, and I now can't I have it's October. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so okay <laughs> to be there again in December. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I mean, I love Christmas at Graceland. Yeah. My birthday's in January, which is right after Christmas. So I'm a winter baby. So Christmas is always very special. Is it before or after Elvis's birthday? After. <gasps> it's the day before Lisa's. Oh my Double gosh. Double celebration. Elvis yeah. and Angie. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all great babies. Yes. <laughs> I love so it. We had the opportunity to ask some fans questions whenever we announced that you were coming on the podcast. And we mm-hmm. want to start with Mackenzie's question. She asked, what is your favorite item of Elvis's that will be on display in London? Oh, that's a good question, Mackenzie, because ooh, what is my favorite <laughs> item that's going to be here? Um, you know, one of the coolest things that we have here, which I really love, is the briefcase telephone. Oh, and I yeah, love the whole cool. story behind it. But I also love the fact that when you open it up, there's a piece of paper inside with Elvis's handwriting that tells you how to use the phone. And it's like, okay, you push this button, you ask the operator, you give them this number, and they'll connect you to whatever number you want to connect to. But the fact that Elvis literally saw a movie, he saw the James Bond film, I think it was from Russia with Love. At the very beginning of it, James Bond goes to the car and takes a phone call. And then from that point on, Elvis was obsessed with getting a car phone. And then it ends up being this big briefcase phone that then it was one of the members of the entourage's responsibility to carry around with them. Oh my gosh. There's literally a legal piece of paper taped inside with Elvis's handwriting that tells you what to do on how to use it. It's, it's one of the coolest pieces that's here. It makes you think like he would have had a heyday with a cell phone. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Can you imagine what Graceland would look like in 2023 if Elvis was still here? I mean, there would be, forget three TVs and a wall in a TV room. There'd be a whole wall that would be like one massive screen that would yes. change every, any button you pushed. It'd be, uh, <laughs> it'd be unbelievable. I can just like only imagine having his like own Vegas sphere in his like oh, one yeah, of his rooms. Exactly. In Graceland. Why not? Like literally the sphere, but in Graceland. Like- just, it's it's so I love thinking about that I stuff. I mean, Elvis is always that guy was so which was so ahead of technology. Yes. You know, so you if you think about what we know is common today, Elvis would be two or three years ahead of us. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yes. It's like the newest electric car in the driveway. <laughs> He would have had a Tesla before Teslas were even a thing. Tesla would be floating. You know, it wouldn't even be like a regular Tesla. Influences for things. He would have everything before anything was. He anything. would. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I love thinking about him. Like in our period, it's just like my favorite thing to daydream. About. My favorite thing would be when we first had the flip phone, trying to teach him how to text. Oh, my I gosh. think about him texting so much. I just can't. <laughs> Him on social media. I'm telling you, him on TikTok would have been a different era for sure. When when he would realize how to use TikTok, it would have been, that would be it. He just goes live like every day. Well, you know, could you imagine? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. So Rachel wants to know how often are all the archival items switched out at Graceland? So we have a very um, extensive preservation plan. So mm-hmm. things get swapped out for restoration, conservation, or simply just to rest because being on mannequins causes a lot of stress. Um, the unique thing about our collection is that we have so much that we're able to do this and still tell the same story. Mm-hmm. So when you see the exhibits, the exhibit might still be about, you know, 68, but the black leather might be represented by video versus being on display. You know, 
Or we might, for example, have a 50s exhibit where we have a sweater on display versus a Golame suit. Or the jumpsuits will get swapped out, you know, periodically. So we try to keep everything on a yearly plan, depending on, I mean, we monitor everything daily. So if things, if something happens, we can address that situation right away and swap it out for something else to be able to, you know, either put it in the conservation or make changes and adjustment to preserve the item. But yeah, so that's the unique thing about having 1.5 million artifacts to play with. Yes. So much stuff that tells the story. Mm -hmm. And uh, people who come through, they might see one thing that tells the story and then other people might see another, but it tells the same story. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it a complete visit no matter what's on display. But our plan is basically yearly to kind of swap things out. And for example, if you come in our off season, American Eagle, Eagle might not be on display okay, okay. Um, for preservation's sake, but it's on display in January and August for sure, mm-hmm. because those are our busy times. But in the middle of March, we might take it off display for a month for preservation and for mm-hmm. just to rest and things like that before we put it back on display again. So you might not see all the behind the scenes that goes on because every time you're there, it's like, oh, well, this is always on display. Oh, no, not really. It's not yeah. always on display. We do swap things out. That's well, that just encourages people to keep coming. Like make yeah. three trips to Graceland a year. You'll see something yeah. different every time. You'll see something different. <laughs> That's like, I feel like that's something you people don't think about is like this stuff like has to rest because like, even though it's not doing anything, like it is sitting there like in, in you know, on mannequins and there's certain stress points mm-hmm. to be like wearing a sh- your favorite shirt every day, all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After a month, it's going to start looking a little distorted and it's going to uh-huh. start showing sag in certain places, depending on the way that you wear it. It's the same thing with mannequins. Do you have to like take Elvis's clothes to like the dry cleaners? <laughs> we actually do all of that in house. Okay. So we don't have to take it out to a dry cleaner. But we do I all was that gonna ask how you like re- keep it like restore it almost to keep it at its same yes. beauty. Yes. <laughs> all that happens back in the archives. Okay. So cool. I just can't imagine her taking like one of the jumpsuits and be like, "All right, we'll pick it up Tuesday with like an air tag attached or something." Robert's done. Thanks. At the thought in my head, I was like, "I want to do." So all of that work takes place back in archives. That's cool. Where you do your white glove experience in archives. There's another room attached to that, which is a huge studio area where we do all our restoration work. Wow. So can we get hired for dry cleaning? Uh, I will learn the ma- the skill. Uh. So Emily wants to know, of all the years working there and the people you have met, what is one story you'll forever cherish and why is it special for you? Oh my gosh. You know what? That is so hard because I have met so many people. Um <laughs> And I was doing an interview here in the UK the other day and they were asked, they asked me the same question about celebrities coming to Graceland. And I'm talking about, you know, current tri- current people I've taken through tour, you know, like Dwayne Johnson and things like that. And then it just dawned on me. I'm in the UK. I did the tour for Prince William and Prince Harry when they came to Graceland in 2014, I think it was. That's so cool. Wow. It really was because 
we had to go through all of the protocol about how to address them. And, you know, you don't shake their hands and, you know, all the royal protocol Mm -hmm. and they arrived and got out of the car and immediately William came up and goes, hi, I'm Will and shook my hand. And it's like, hi, I'm Angie. Nice to meet you. (laughs) So it's like all protocols were out the window at that point. And we gave them replica Elvis sunglasses and Harry immediately put them on and wore them the entire tour. And so I was telling this author and he goes, what did they say anything? What, what were they like? And I'm, you know, and then it clicked. I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of a big thing over here, isn't it? <laughs> what are they like? And I'm like, they were the most down to earth people, just, just like anybody you would meet on the corner. They really were. And um, we were in the trophy building. And at that point, this is before EPM even existed. And so we told Elvis's career story in the trophy building. And I can remember I was going through and I'm like, well, and Elvis was censored because of his lower body movements that were too controversial for the time. And Prince William goes, will you demonstrate? I said, not even for you. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Demonstrate. Will you show me Sorry. why he was censored? <laughs> <laughs> no. And then I remember asking them, um, and they said that Diana used to play Hound Dog. That was the one song that they had remembered that they knew. And it was because of their mom. So that was kind of cool. She was an Elvis girly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes her more of a queen the more you know about her. I mean, (laughs) you know, so there's that. But again, everybody that I take through tour, it's so, it's different, you know, meeting them and being able to interact with them, especially when they're huge fans of Elvis. We always look at it as, no matter who's coming through tour, Elvis is the bigger star. So they're just like any other guest and we're going to welcome them. And we're going to tell them all about Elvis's life and career. And oh yeah, you happen to be, you know, Dwayne Johnson or Peyton Manning, you know, that's great. But I'm going to tell you about this guy, Elvis. It's have you ever like, was there any, uh, ever anyone that you were like shocked that you didn't know they were an Elvis fan and they came and you're like, I had no idea. Like you liked Um, the funnest one recently was Roger Clemens, who used to be a pitcher. He okay. was a young award-winning pitcher. He was a pitcher for the Yankees. I'm a huge Yankees fan. Okay. Yeah. And the way that this tour came through was literally through Toby Keith, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. So Toby That's Keith's random. friend, who I know, uh, had texted me and goes, hey, I've got a friend that's coming to town. He wants to do a tour of blah, blah, blah. It's Roger Clemens. And I immediately replied back. I'm like, you mean Cy Young a winning World Series champion, blah, blah. And I'm like, and he goes, oh, you know who he is? And I'm like, I know who he is. He's an Elvis. He goes, he's a huge Elvis fan. That's so huge. How cool. Yeah. And so had correlation with them too. You yeah. know, make those connections that, you know, he's this huge baseball player. His son was actually playing for a team that was playing the Redbirds at the time. And now he's playing for the Detroit Lions, I think. Um, but anyway, not Lions, so Detroit Tigers baseball, sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was a cool moment. It was a cool moment for me because yeah. Yankees fan and Roger Clemens coming to Graceland was amazing. So like that and hit home for you. That was yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's funny because it goes back to things like, I know me and Skylar have talked about our goal in 2024 is to get Harry Styles to Graceland. 
because oh yes i forgot you guys are harry styles fans i mean i know of him i wouldn't be like oh my god harry styles but if i had the opportunity i am like committed to like helping angie make this happen because yeah oh daughter is the harry fan anyways she says that i'm a harry fan more than she is now but no she's the harry fan but I love him because he is such an artist right now. But when you go back, and I mean, even in recent articles, he's talking about how Elvis has influenced his yes. style and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And so, um, and the first song he knew all the words to was the Elvis song. Yes. So, yeah. Because yeah. in his Nardwar interview, he talked about Elvis. And I was like, we can tell that he's influenced by Elvis too, because look at the stuff that he wears on stage. Like just his style. It Elvis. Yeah. We're we're getting him to Graceland, Angie. We're getting I'm him there. To Graceland. The only one from One Direction has been to Graceland is Nile. Love, hugely sweet. Love Nile. Yeah. So, and he was a huge. You know, it's again that's something he wouldn't think was a huge Elvis fan. He's never talked about him. Mm-hmm. But of course, being at Graceland, he was in awe. Yeah. And he had a really great time. Question: Has Taylor Swift ever been? She has. Yes. Queen. Um, this is go- going way back when she still had really long curly hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's way before EPM was built. I didn't do the tour, but I think Dee Dee did the tour for her. But yeah, so Taylor, she toured right around the time that um, Tim McGraw and, um, oh, what's his wife's name? Tim McGraw. Uh, is, is it Faith Hill? Is Faith that... Hill, yeah. Okay. Faith, right, it was right around the same time. But again, Taylor was still probably in her late teens. Again, she still had the really curly yeah. hair at the time. Yeah. That's How cool. So cool. I know. Uh, and one of the coolest tours I think I ever did, we had the cast of Victoria come through tour. Uh-huh. The, or, um, or it was the, um, whatchamacallit, Nickelodeon show. Victoria. Oh, Victorious. Victorious. Ariana yes. Grande and all of them. Ariana Grande. Yeah. yeah. Before Ariana Grande was, was Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. That's so cool. I I remember she talked about it in one of her interviews. She was like, she had a massive crush on Elvis. She said that in one of her interviews. Yep. One of my favorite massive crush on Elvis is Trisha Yearwood. Okay. Actually, as part of our icon exhibit, you might see her album collection from when she was a kid. Well, she wrote Elvis a letter asking him to marry her. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, yeah. I love hearing about the celebrities that come through and their experiences before they hit fame of like uh-huh. how Elvis inspired them in the purest way. Like yeah. that is so sweet. So, it's so, so great. And actually, and the funny, the, the great ones are the ones that are repeat visitors. Yeah. Like Dave Grawl. He's been oh, a great okay. five times. I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, Move in. He's in town. He comes to Graceland. I love that. I love it. That's thank you for telling us all those. Yeah, like that's so cool to us. So I I did not know Taylor went. So laundry list of people. Has okay. I know one more. I'm sorry. I'm throwing this out there. Has you two been ever? Bono. So they they actually toured in 1988, which was the year before I started working there. Okay, and they filmed Rattle and Hum there. Okay. And there's a part of it, if you watch it, they ask if they can sit on the motorcycle and the tour guide says no. And then the scene cuts to him sitting on Elvis's motorcycle because they did it behind her back. <laughs> yeah. 
been there. I mean, Guns N' Roses has been there. Mm-hmm. A, um, you know, uh, I can't even. I mean, anyone you There's can imagine. There's anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. Harry. Except, which I am so surprised. I, I really I mean, am. Yes. It's because he doesn't tour in Memphis. I live in London, and there's constant Harry sightings within two miles of me, and I still haven't seen him yet. I know. I You have a week. I It's going to afford You need to peg him down. It's going to happen. I get the photos every day sent to my phone. I'm like, where's Angie? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, like, where's he at? I got to go find him. He's here. Don't him. give him my business card. How can you, like, lure him in? Like, the little yeah. gold lemonade suit on a, The way like, you something. meet Harry is you spot him on a on his lime green bike. Lime green bike. And you say, oh, hi, you know, Harry. bikes are all over London. And it's <laughs> every time I see one, I'm like, oh, Harry was here. <laughs> yes. It's just so funny because you think, like, he would have his own bike. But, no, he's using, like, the city bike. Like, <laughs> just. Just they are all over the place. I'm waiting for the text then from Angie saying, I got him. I got him. <laughs> I got him. He's coming to Graceland. <laughs> I literally have kidnapped him. He is coming back to Memphis. <laughs> he is in my carry on. We're He's leaving now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It'll you happen. Know, guys from Five Seconds of Summer, I met them at Graceland. Oh, no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're love so them. sweet. Love yeah, them. They're so sweet and so nice. And the day after they toured Graceland, their photographer was so inspired that he took photos of each of the guys inspired by the, um, for Elvis's first photo shoot oh. that he did. And then he created a poster of the guys for the next show inspired by those photos. I love that. Yeah. I had no idea. Elvis mm-hmm. is everywhere. Everything He's been is making Elvis moves. Oh, Everything no, completely. Is Elvis completely. <laughs> well, we, we have, have one final question. One final question for you, Angie. From Vicky. Okay. What is the coolest thing you guys have ever discovered that no one expected? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, oh, wow. That's a good one. There's, there actually is so much. It's kind of like discovering that this black velvet jacket that was in Elvis's closet was worn in the White House. You know, and then originally came from the 68 special, you know, or opening up an old steamer trunk that was from the attic. And in there you had Elvis's report card. And okay, my favorite thing, this reminds me, the very first thing I ever discovered in archives, we were cataloged after um, Delta had passed away mm-hmm. and we were cataloging what was Elvis's mom's and dad's bedroom off the hallway. It wasn't on tour yet. And literally we had all of Delta stuff everywhere, including all of her Harlequin romances. She had the whole collection. And I remember opening up a drawer and in the drawer was a autographed scarf from Elvis to Lisa. And it said to my Isa with a Y. And I remember finding it in there and then I took it to archives and then she had done, she was doing a tour with Diane Sawyer. And so I decided I was going to pull this out and she had never, she had never seen it that did not remember getting this. I had never oh seen gosh. it before. And she asked me to have it framed and sent to her. And so it's now on display at Graceland, but the yeah. frame that it's in it hung in her house. Because oh. that's why I had it framed and sent to her. It's that blue one, right? Like, uh-huh. I have yep. a picture of that. 
Yeah. So there was sweet. that. And then also the same time period in the closet in Gladys's bedroom with this, was this old wicker trunk. And in there, there was albums and magazines and things like that. But in the very bottom of it, there was this old shoebox. And in the shoebox, there was a whole bunch of photos that were sent to her by fans when Elvis was first touring in Texas and things like that. But in the very bottom of it was Elvis's graduation program in Tassel from high school, which to me immediately, it was like, this is something a mom would save. Yeah. yeah. Not a mom, but somebody who would save us, but any mom yep. would save this. And this is where you would find it stuffed in a closet somewhere after they had passed away mm-hmm. in a box. Um, so yeah, so those are probably the the two most precious things I think that I can say that I've discovered um, that were at Graceland in various places. That Lisa story is, I've never heard that before. That is amazing. I actually forgotten about it. And after she passed, somebody had posted the video on, um, I guess it was TikTok or something. And my brother-in-law said this to me, he goes, I, this just came across my feet. I thought you wanted to see, I totally forgot the whole thing about taking Diane Sawyer to the archives and showing her the scarf and Lisa going, I've never seen this before. I totally have forgotten the whole experience that even happened. It, it is like such a beautiful scarf too. Cause he like, like he literally wrote on it. Like he wrote like a little blurb and like, Lisa, I love you. Yeah. Dated. I love it so much. <laughs> that is it's just so sweet to see like the relationship between like father and daughter. It makes me think of my dad yeah. and like how much love there is between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. And even though Elvis was only alive till Lisa was nine, they had such an amazing bond Yeah. Mm-hmm. until when she passed away, she was such a fierce protector of that mm-hmm. and represented him the way that he needed to be represented, you yes. know, make that personal connection. Um, to who he was again everyone asked me what you know I've learned about Elvis and I'm like you can study the icon stuff that's easy it's Mm -hmm. out there how many records did he sell how many concerts did he sell out what did he achieve Mm -hmm. but it's the personal stories that aren't that makes Elvis so endearing to me because you get to see who the guy was behind all of that yeah who he was as a dad or as a friend you know, yeah. the people he took care of, the things that he did. Um, that's the guy that I'm attracted to. That's mm-hmm. what makes Elvis Elvis to me. I, I think I many can agree with you on that too, Angie. And like, you get to learn about him so much. You have his things. You're like, this is like, it's not just the stuff that we see in pictures and stuff. Like you have like his personal, like letters, like his receipts. It's like, oh, we did. Like, it just makes him so much more human. Like, yeah, it really does. And in fact, it was funny because when they were doing, when we were doing the Baz movie uh-huh. and we were going through a lot of things, all the actors, including Austin, who were in the film came to Graceland. Mm-hmm. And I can remember taking through, who ended up being a very small role in the film, but the the girl who played Dixie Locke. Mm-hmm. Yeah taken her through the through on tour and we took her to the archives and I showed her all of these letters that Dixie had written Elvis that we found in his wallet that was in Gladys's purse. Yes. And it really goes, it's like, I'm sitting here in math class, blah, 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 thinking about you, things you write in high school, you know? And it was so, it was funny because she was reading them and it really gave her an insight of her character. 
and what Dixie meant to Elvis and what the time frame was, what their mm -hmm. lifestyle was at the time, where it very much was this teenage romance. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, okay, wait, I do have one more question since we're oh talking about the teenage romance stuff. Victory and I are both reading June's book right now. Uh -huh. Do you have any June and Elvis stuff at all at Graceland? We have some photos of June and Elvis mm -hmm. um, from when they were in Biloxi together. Yeah. I can remember the first time I met June at Graceland. <sighs> And it was the first time she'd ever been to Graceland because she actually says, I dumped him before he bought that Graceland. <laughs> Elvis before he bought Graceland. Of course, I'm looking at it 30 years in the future yeah. where she had it back from 1957. She had no idea. No idea. Yeah. And so she's so cool. Um, but again, that's one of those relationships that was so authentic to the time. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, Oh yeah, I went to a show. He saw me. We did this, we did that, but he wasn't Elvis, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool to <gasps> listen to her stories and things. But yeah, we have some photos of them when they were in Biloxi together. I love, I that. love that. My art. I know. Yeah. Well, Angie, thank you so much. Like it it's always so much fun talking to you and just like it like you're just the coolest person ever. Like I just want you to know. <laughs> I, I feel like we learn so much from you. Like we can we can read whatever we want, but like you're there in it. Like you're look you're looking at his stuff. You know Elvis. Like yeah. you know Elvis. So thank you for sharing and teaching I us. Well, you're so well. it's funny because Jerry Schilling, he will call me and he's like, "What did I do on this day?" I'm like, oh, I just too. I'm, I'm so I'm Jerry's personal archivist. That's so I funny. Love that. <laughs> I'm always told, I mean, I told the same thing to Priscilla. It's like, because she doesn't remember specific dates about things. She knows things that happen. Mm -hmm. And I can tell her, well, it was this date and this time. And, things yeah. like that. and I tell her, I said, it's because I learned it. It's like, I mm -hmm. studied it where you lived it. Yeah. Two different perspectives on something. Oh, yes. Completely. Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Well, yeah. can people buy tickets online for the exhibit? Yes. It's. Um, the, if you Google Elvis at London Bridge Arches, uh -huh. you'll be able to get tickets to the exhibit and there's going to be some special events going on. They're going to be throwing during the, during the run of the exhibit. So yeah. So Perfect. just Google Elvis at London Bridge and it will all pop up. Awesome. Guys, if you are so even exciting. remotely close to London, go a thousand percent, go to this exhibit. Easy to get to because literally the national rail line is right next to the exhibition. Perfect. So it's like you can go into London, leave the train station, go see Elvis, and, and have home. a full day. Yeah. Wow. And, you truly yeah. made it accessible for everyone. Yes. That's wonderful yeah. to hear. And it's so no important. Excuses. No get, excuses. Get to the exhibit. And share also, your photos with us. Yes. We want to see. Yes. <laughs> Let us know if you go share. Um, and also, if you if you can go to Graceland, go to Graceland, go to Memphis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stay at the it guest house. Time. It's yes. going to be an amazing Christmas season. Yeah. If you don't get to Graceland, tune in to the TV special, which Yay. is going to be late November on NBC. Yes. I know they're going to hype it for the exact yeah. date. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's so many exciting things happening in the Elvis world, including some reel that Baz dropped last week. Yeah. No Can one we talk about that? Happening? Um, Did you know about that? I'm sure you did. I'm sure. I don't Why know. am I even asking you? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that shook. That shook the world. That shook. Like, 
Mm-hmm. What? Just, can you spill anything else? Or is it like what we know is what we know? I'll use what you saw on the reel. Gosh. Okay. Well, wow. We were mind blown because we were just at the international. So it was just crazy. Well, Westgate now. Yeah. (laughs) It's still the international. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we have that to look forward to as well. We have so many things to look forward to. Angie. Thank you so much again. You're welcome back anytime. You want to talk awesome. about Christmas some more? I come know. back in December. Please. Talk about I'm Harry with you next time. Summer, you know, and then we have next year and yep. all the new things going on next year. Yeah. You know, Elvis is always up to something. He is. You yes, never know. he is. But well, we're excited to see the future busy. plans. Yes, yes. And so with that, TCB fam. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs. To connect with us, follow us on our socials at Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs on Instagram and TikTok. And share your Elvis stories and experiences with us at Elvis and the Pink Cadillacs at gmail.com and you may be featured in the next episode. We'll see you next time. And for now, TCB and TLC. Bye.